0: Welcome to C4 Church Online, equipping you as you follow Jesus.
1: Well, Merry Christmas everybody. No, 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 no. You come on. Merry Christmas everybody. There we go. Thank you. Welcome to the Advent, series, Advent season. We're so glad you're with us this morning. want to say good morning to all of you watching online, to everyone up in Port Perry. We want to say good morning to you and happy Advent to you. Well, we wanted to take a moment uh, to take a pause as we dive now into this new season and, and celebrate what God has done among us since basically the summer. What a fall we have had together as a church family Today, we just need to stop and to take a small break and to celebrate and then look ahead. Today's service is really about celebration. Today is about vision. Today is about thankfulness. Today is about next steps as a family. So, I just want to remind all of us that since God has been moving so profoundly, this whole conversation we're about to have is about Him and His glory and what He's done. And we want to make sure to celebrate Him and His work well. And so, I'm going to ask you to make sure that you do celebrate publicly, including clapping and shouting, while I get going this morning. Thank you. Thank you very much. Not me. Yes. Good. All right. Over the last uh, three months, we've seen God do profound things. And I don't know if you remember, but six months ago, Dave and I got up together and we sat in front of you as a family and we began to outline what this year was going to look like and amazingly everything we talked about has now either happened or is in the middle of happening so I want to take you back to the beginning all right right on all right that's right good thank you I want to take you back to the very beginning of September And I don't know if you were with us, but the very first uh, week we sort of gathered together after the summer break, we started with this book called Pilgrims and Pioneers Volume 1. We started hearing amazing personal stories how God has been changing people's lives in our church, from hairstylists to gym owners to actors to artists to farmers to stay-at-home moms. We got a front row seat through this book as we read God's story working among us, which of course is only scratching the surface because there are thousands of people connected to this church. I don't know if you remember, but we gave over 1,250 of these books out. And just so you know, tomorrow this book will go virtual on Twitter and on Facebook. And we are encouraging you to share this book far and wide. When we got this, my wife and I, we started handing out copies of these to our friends and neighbors. And we said, if you want to know what our church is about and you want to know who God is, you read this book because this is what God is doing in our church. He's changing lives. He can change your life and you should get out and find out why God loves you, and amazingly, people started checking out God. Yes, you can clap. This is right. This is absolutely amazing, and so we want to encourage you to go back and read this book or distribute this book virtually, because God has done an amazing thing in so many people's lives. So we started the year with personal testimonies, life change, and then, if you recall, the week later, we launched our very first worship album together. We sang one of the songs here at this site together today, and I don't know if you remember, but this album went number one on iTunes all across Canada when we launched this, which is amazing. And still to this day, this album is, uh, is actually streaming in 11 countries on Spotify. We've had 70,000 views of our Facebook-connected videos to this. And then there was the worship night itself. How many of you were actually here when we launched the EP? Can you raise your hands all up in Port Berry? Yeah, and what was amazing, I don't know if you recall what happened that night. Here's what I said the following Sunday about that night. Lots of people, lots of talent, real worship, great volunteers, amazing leaders, an expectant community. A next exciting step for our ministry, promises prayed for. But actually, what really stood out to myself and the leaders, and many of you here, was this. We saw unity between churches we had not seen in years. All sorts of worship pastors and other pastors and key volunteers came from churches across the whole GTA. There was almost a thousand of us in this room, and we celebrated Jesus together. And there was even reconciliation that took place between churches that night in this room, which we absolutely all should clap for, which was a amazing that night And then if you were there, you remember there was a genuine sense of God's presence and there were people celebrating the joy of salvation. And we got a sense that day that actually the worship culture in our life was going to change. And I don't know if you've marked it yet, but since that night, the worship climate in this church has drastically changed among us, which we're so thankful for. But it wasn't just the night and it wasn't just seeing people sort of hear our songs or us singing our songs back to Jesus. It's actually how these songs have influenced influence the global church. I don't know if you know this, but there's a missionary couple in our church who probably actually most of you don't know who work in East Africa, and they sent this email in after this album was released. They, they wrote this, we just wanted to thank, this was to Chris, the team for your work you've been doing on the songwriting front. He said, I used Oh How We Need You, that song in several of my worship sets when I was in Uganda this year for meetings and I've used it in other missional contexts as well. Hopefully it will be an encouragement for you to know that these songs are blessing others and are expressing our communal cry that we're trying to seek God together. See, I want you to catch this. Songs written in this church our experience with God are now being sung by pastors and congregations in Uganda and all around the world and that's not to the glory of C4. That just means we get to add our voice to the global church. Even in September, I don't know if you remember when we started releasing the Facebook videos connected to this album to to prepare, we got a video back all the way from Kuwait. Do you remember this? And they actually filmed, think about this, in a fully Islamic nation, an international church, right in the middle of that, started singing one of our songs. And they filmed their congregation singing that in the middle of Kuwait. And that is worth giving glory to God because it's just amazing that that's taking place. And and follow the trajectory. So we start our year together with genuine stories of God changing people in all sorts of ages and stages, and we're telling the good news about Jesus through stories. And then, of course, we gather together for worship, and we give God glory through that. And then, if you've been with us for the last few months, we've all been going through 1 Corinthians together. And what can we say? I, I said to the staff this week, I think we need Christmas just to have a break to recover from 1 Corinthians, the first few chapters, and reflect. And yet as pastors and as elders and as leaders, the feedback we are hearing is huge. Genuine life change, reconciliation, real spiritual conversations happening over dinner tables between friends and couples, real conversation happening in connect groups. There's been repentance. There's actually been repenting of wrong thinking and wrong actions. There's new thinking. Has the series been uncomfortable? Yes. But we have been given an unbelievable vision of what it looks like to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus in a large earth urban multicultural pluralistic city and by the way I just want to say that's just part one buckle up everyone after baby Jesus is born and we baptize a bunch of people in January we're heading in for part two to get encouraged and by the way have you enjoyed God's word as it's been given like I have been deeply changed by first Corinthians and I hope you have been uh, too it's such an amazing gift Now watch the pattern again. We started our year with genuine testimonies, people being changed, and musical worship, and adding our voice to the global church, and authoritative yet grace-filled teaching. And then we unveiled this next thing in September, which some people didn't think was such a big deal, but it is a humongous deal for us. We launched this. We actually unveiled C4's expression of discipleship, and we handed these out to every person in our church. In September, we unveiled this new language, and we've been using it so we better understand what a disciple looks at looks like as a Christian and at C4. It's become so important to us as we're moving forward, so we have one understanding and one common script to clear up what our mission statement is, because our mission is to actually produce, to make fully devoted followers of Jesus. But if you don't know what a fully devoted follower of Jesus is, how do you know where to go or what to do? And this little book that has changed the game for us as a church, and It's not just, by the way, the common language that is building unity across our church. What we now have is a very simple, real, honest place for personal evaluation. Am I a follower of Jesus? If I am a disciple of Jesus, where am I on that journey? And for the first time, we together, as we gathered in September here in a Porparian online, heard five simple phrases that have begun to help us define, grow, and evaluate where each one of us are in this journey We're called to celebrate big and we're called to connect small and we're called to personally walk with Jesus and and share the work and, and engage in mission. And remember back in September, we said, of course, realistically, we can't grow in all five areas. And so we took time, each one of us, to look at where we were on that diagram and then say, where am I going to choose this year to grow in one or two of those areas? And let me ask you, as we're getting into Christmas, how are you doing on your commitment to Jesus? if you committed to one or two of these areas are you growing or actually is it just a New Year's resolution that you've already given up on don't be like that go back and see this and by the way if you're new to our church and you're like I have no clue what that guy's talking about go out to any one of our centers and any one of our lobbies and pick this up this morning because this is one of the most amazing little things we've got that helps us define discipleship and how we can all get closer to Jesus why does it matter when every human being who loves Jesus in this church gets closer to Jesus the whole atmosphere of the church changes because love grows holiness grows and the Holy Spirit shows up more and that is why this is so critical so we launched this in September so we've got discipleship and we've got singing and we've got our voice of the global church and we've got preaching and we've got testimonies and then here at Ajax we were finally able to move into our brand new C4 kids facility over the summer and into the fall and we're so unbelievably thankful uh, for that we as the staff want to say thank you to all of you who gave because now we all have offices. People have moved out of, uh, of literally closets. So thank you on behalf of the staff. We're now meeting actually in departments. The whole staff culture has changed. But the much more significant thing than the staff is our kids. And by the way, to every person in this church that gave to the last capital campaign or is still giving because some of you have six months or a year left or so, thank you so much for above and beyond sacrificially giving your money. You could have given it anywhere else, but you chose to give it here to see God's work done. And let me tell you what the results of that work is. It's not only that we just have this amazing one-third of our building retrofitted. There is a direct correlation now between what's happened here in the growth in our kids' movement. So ready? This is, I got these a few weeks ago and I was just genuinely done. Our children's ministry, that's under grade four, has grown almost 21% since May of last year. Think about that, which is amazing. That means hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids are actually hearing the good news of Jesus. I was praying this last night, Jesus, I want my replacement to be in that place right now. I was praying for pastors and leaders and missionaries. I pray that every single one of us is replaced by kids that are meeting in there right now and meeting up in Port Perry and discovering Jesus. I jokingly said this week, the C4 Kids Ministry is larger right now than the primary school my kids actually all go to, which is unbelievable when you think about it. So we are giving the good news to kids and 21% more of these kids are hearing the good news of Jesus. And here's even the, the more significant fact. 33 kids for the first time have professed their faith in Jesus as Savior, leader, and Lord since September. (laughs) Which is just, yes, like unbelievable. I, by the way, that's how my journey started. I was three years old, and a Sunday school teacher at Calvary Baptist Church in Oshawa told me about Jesus, and I walked home and told my mom I needed to get forgiveness of sins and find Jesus, and I knelt with my mom. It's a Sunday school teacher that led me to Christ, and that's exactly what they're doing in there, and we wanna thank all the C4Kid workers for what they do this morning. We thank you. Unbelievable. Thank you so much for what you're doing And just to share too, at this site and in Port Perry, we have broke every attendance record in kids multiple times since September. So God is doing a new thing. But it's not just our kids. I want to also give you an update on, on our youth, our junior highs and our senior highs. If you were with us in September when we were launching, I don't know if you remember, I stopped in the middle of a sermon unexpectedly and had this just huge sense the Lord wanted to speak to senior highs directly. And I said to them, don't give up. It's been a very hard run for you, but God is about to do a new thing among you. Well, what's amazing is that word actually has actually happened. Our youth ministry in this fall has exploded. It's has grown 33% just in the last three months, right? That's junior highs and senior highs. Our students... And actually with our senior highs, it's grown fivefold from last May. It's that large. And we are so unbelievably excited that God is starting to do new and amazing things among our teenagers. And we need to keep praying for them that God would actually impact them for the rest of their life. Well, another thing that we do here in this church that we are so excited about is uh, releasing prayer. We absolutely believe in the power of prayer. Anyone want to say amen to that this morning? And we also believe in freedom for people. Jesus says that he's come to give freedom. And so we are so excited to announce this morning that since July 1st, hear this this morning, 76 people have gone through releasing prayer and are free. And that is just an unbelievable number. They have confessed their sins, they've worked stuff out, and if they were demon, demonized or they were oppressed, they are now free. And think about it, it's like systematic revival. When one per person confesses their sins and another person, and if there's spiritual stuff there and they get set free, the atmosphere in the, cha- in the church changes because there's less of that side and more of our side, and that's all we want in this place. So thank all, I want to thank all the volunteers, not only in our kids' ministry and our youth ministry, but all of you who have served for years praying for For people and hearing the confession of sins and praying for the release. We the church thank you for that tough difficult work this morning and we want to thank you for what you do. Thank you so much for what you've done and you're doing. Well, not only in this church do we believe in celebrating big like we're doing right now, but we believe in connecting small. As Pastor Lori says all the time, we believe in connect groups because someone needs to know where you are spiritually on your journey, and someone needs to be there if a tough thing happens. In a big church, we need to do small well, and so we're so excited to announce today that for the first time, actually, we have 115 connect groups meeting across our region, and you just think about how profound that is. Hundreds and hundreds of people are doing this, and here's the real kicker. 18 new groups have launched since September. And how have we done this? Well, it's this little magical box called Group in a Box. Hey, film people, right here, come right into this. Why does this matter? You're like, this isn't really exciting. No, actually, this is incredibly significant. Pastor Lori has always been pushing in our church to make things easier to start And so we realized in the history of our church, a lot of times connect groups were difficult and, and it was hard to launch them. And now we've just produced group in a box. One person comes up and says, I got two friends. I want to start a group. We're like, no problem. Here you go, start it. And everything is in there that you need to know, including three videos. One from Lori, what is a connect group? Lori and I did something together. What's the theological backing? Why do we believe it's biblical? And then Pastor Mary did a whole video on what can you expect in this church connected to care? What are you responsible for? What is your connect group? and peer group responsible for and what is the church responsible for why does this matter as we go to multiple sites we need to make sure we're all on the same page together especially when we're meeting small and we need to resource people in seconds to start groups and so every time if you're not in a group and you haven't started one yet literally pick up in a box grab two friends grab a Starbucks or a Tim Hortons whatever you are and then just launch it and what we're seeing is more and more connection and this is key to DNA transfer 50% of our adult are in connect groups right now which is amazing but I want to ask you the other 50% why are you not connecting small yet? It's critical to your discipleship and it's so easy to do. So we want to thank God for what he's doing in our connect groups and how actually this community thing is spreading more and more. We had another thing this morning I just want to announce. So many of you have been connecting to myself and to other pastors and the office, and you're like, John, I'm trying to remember that sermon that you preached on spiritual gifts back 2011, and I can't find it, and I'm totally frustrated. No problem. We've been working for six, seven years, months uh, on this. And so here's what we've done. We have gone through every sermon since 2008. We've got rid of some. We didn't say heresy. They just, they weren't that great. And we collated them together, and now for the first time, you can go online through our website, or we've relaunched the app starting today, and every single sermon series that was critical since 2008, 350 sermons are now available. They're searchable by name, by date, by topic, by preacher, and by passage, and so you can go on, and you can just reference them at any time. And so if you don't have the C4 app, you can go on to iTunes today, and you can get that app. It's totally uploadable, and you can watch any sermon, and we've made that because so many people have been asking us where. Where's this and where's that? And you talked about that. It's now available. Okay, I want to talk next about Alpha and I'm incredibly excited to speak to you this morning about this. You all know that we were part of the key, one of the key churches to launch the global Alpha campaign in Toronto. 300 Alphas were launched right across the GTA at once. There also was a campaign in London, Ontario. There was a campaign in Ottawa. There was also some on the East Coast and together hundreds and hundreds of churches and businesses launched Alpha together. We saw the billboards, right? And we saw the bus signs and Jesus was being taught talked about even at TIFF. It was right across uh, the whole city. Now our goal at C4 was to launch 250, to launch, uh, to have 250 people take Alpha together. And so I want to give you a report of what God has done among us and why this is significant. So we had five groups actually run in homes. And by the way, that we're going to talk about that in the new year. It's such an easy way to do it. So five Alphas ran in homes. One group actually ran in a workplace. And this is a story actually from Port Perry. One couple who owns a business decided to run alpha at lunch and they just had a sign-up sheet and said we're gonna get samosas and pizza if you want to talk about spiritual things you can sign up they were expecting like ten people 50 of their employees showed up day one right which is amazing and they all kept coming back And here's the amazing thing. The majority of their staff are from Sri Lanka and they're not from Christian backgrounds at all. And they're now actually continuing to do Alpha through actually their business. They've had 40 to 60 people every single week talking about Jesus in their own heart language. 12 of them now actually have Bibles in their own heart language and are reading the scriptures and dialoguing with this couple about Jesus. And that is unbelievable. And let's give praise to God about that. Like amazing. Amazing. We actually ran uh, Alpha for uh, Spanish migrant workers in Whippy. our young adults ran one, we launched one at Ajax, one in Port Perry, and both our senior highs and junior highs ran two each. So here's the final report, 14 Alphas ran across our church, and here's the number, 341 people took Alpha at C4, and our goal was 250, (laughs) which is amazing. Almost a hundred people more than we want. So I want to take a moment right now, right here, all of you online, everyone across Port Perry, can we just take a moment to pray? Because hundreds of people have heard the good news, not just in our church, thousands have heard across the city, and we need to take a moment to pray for them. So would you pray with me, God? Thank you so much for the gift of Alpha and our church and many others. And so right now, Lord, we're just going to simply pray. That every person who was a new Christian or a Christian that took Alpha they would grow on their faith but we're also praying for all the thousands of non Christians and seekers and skeptics and people from other faiths that took Alpha that actually the little thing that has been planted would turn into faith and into salvation and so we just pray this all uh, in the name of Jesus and everyone said uh, amen and then there's another miracle another advent Dave is back here he is oh my goodness It's another Christmas miracle, and so we're so glad that Dave is back uh, with us, and uh, all of this happened when you were gone.
0: It's great. I should go away more often. Yeah. No, don't you dare. No, no, no.
1: Yes, but we're so glad you're back. And uh, so all this took place, and we just want to say as we get going now, looking into the future, that it's Christmas time. You can see that sort of everywhere around us here and up in Port Perry. But just a reminder, uh, Joanna, our communications director, said it on our video this morning, our announcements. This is a critical time, Right. and more people are willing to come to church at this season than any other, and we're starting a new sermon series next week that is completely designed for your friends and family to think about the faith, and so we want you to encourage them to come, and also Christmas Eve, right? The amount of people we hear as staff that say, I started coming to church in the C4 on Christmas Eve is very high, so be strategic, be praying, and be uh, really excited. So uh, our church is changing, We're in a different place, and uh, if uh, you're new with us, you might not know. We call ourselves a a multi-site church, and Dave, do you want to tell us what that even means? It sounds like a big technical word.
0: Yeah, I'd love to, John, and thank you so much. I just want to add too, as I jump in to my piece now, uh, just thanks so much, thanks so much for all that you're doing as a congregation in your generosity and your reaching out to people, and it's so exciting and so thrilling just to hear, you know, some of what God has done amongst us. Well, yeah, we are a multi-site church here at C4, and, you know, the the, sort of the philosophy that we have behind that is a little bit different than, you know, maybe uh, some other churches in a Canadian context, and so we want to just explain, I want to just talk about it for a couple of minutes so that we're all on the same page with what we mean when we talk about being a multi-site church here at C4. We are committed uh, to uh, providing uh, an opportunity for everyone to experience an excellent worship know, service, no matter what site they go to here at C4. And as we uh, increase our sites and more and more sites become available, we want to guarantee, at least from a staffing standpoint and from a production standpoint, this same great experience. Now, what that means for us is that we we purchase some professional production because we believe that the production uh, value is really high and we need to do that. But for us, what it means is that we have live preaching, and it's either live as in in person Or it's live the same day via video, but that all of our sites receive the same teaching, you know, week by week. There's no lag that happens, there's no delay that happens, but everyone hears the same thing on the same day. We also believe in worship and and the worship experience at C4, you know, quite frankly, while I was away for three and a half months, it's one of the things I missed. Terribly missed was the great worship experience that we get to engage in week by week. And so, what we do here at C Four that's different than a lot of different churches—they're doing multi-site—is we rotate our worship leaders and our bands and our musicians across all of the sites, so that the same people are leading worship at different sites on a regular basis. And we feel that that's really important. We do a full children a full youth, and a full adult experience every Sunday because we believe that that's really important to provide. So that's what we do here at C4. We also have a local site pastor. We believe that there needs to be someone who understands the local context really well. That if a site is, for example, in Port Perry, that the the Port Perry site pastor understands Port Perry, knows the ins and outs of the neighborhoods of Port Perry, and can contextualize ministry in Port Perry, because Port Perry looks different than Ajax or than downtown Toronto, for example. And so we feel that's very, very important. And then, of course, we add staff as uh, staff are needed, depending on the size of the church. And as the church grows, then, you know, we we, uh, add staff See, here's why we do this in the local communities and why we're so committed to the, uh, to the site philosophy. See, Christians, and, and many of you who are, who are here today and listening, uh, we appreciate you because you'll drive 25, maybe even 30 minutes to go to church because you're committed, because you belong here, because you agree with the mission, vision, and values, because you invest here. But, but your friends and your neighbors and your family members and your coworkers who don't know Jesus yet, they're not really interested in driving, especially on Sunday morning, 30 minutes or 35 minutes. And so we have intentionally planted our sights and put our sights in places that are more accessible so that people don't have to drive all that way to Ajax. And so we want our style our flavor, C4, to exist in all of these different locations. And we want to make it really accessible to people. We just want to make it really easy for people to come to church and to hear about Jesus. And we're not the only church in those neighborhoods, but it's another expression, another flavor. And we do what we do really well in those particular locations. And so that's why we do it. And John, uh, you know, um, you were sharing with the staff this week when did we start Port Perry? Yeah. Was that how many like was that a decade or two ago? Yeah it feels
1: like that depending on who you are uh, first of all um, we only launched Port Perry all our friends it was only two years ago last month that's amazing. That we launched. Yeah. Now here, here's just again for us to celebrate we need to take a moment to really celebrate what God has done. Two years ago we launched our very first expression of multi-site with 55 people not 55 families and we met with Joel this week who's our site pastor then we said okay so where are we at? What is God doing? And here, we're just so excited to announce this. We now have 96 families connected to the Port That's amazing. of site. It's, it's 220 great. people. And here's the even better thing. We have 107 volunteers volunteering regularly, double the amount that we started with, and we've done 23 baptisms so far. So let's just down here at Ajax, let's give a hand to our family in the north. So thankful for you. And just so excited because, again, what we're seeing is God doing very unexpected things. And by the way, those connect groups go all the way up to Little Britain and even Peterborough. There's all sorts of people from the extended north for us who are down here (laughs) who are coming to this site, who are hungry, even friends. There were people driving from Little Britain to actually go to the Alpha uh, in Port Perry to hear about Jesus, and so this shows you again what's happening, and also uh, just uh, two weeks ago, we had opened another room because our C4 kids was exploding up there, right. and even next week, there's going to be some more physical changes Joel's going to be talking about because they're growing so rapidly uh, up there, so it's, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, and it's so exciting to, to be a part of this and to see this and just to see what God is doing in and through the Port Perry community. Well, we announced, uh, you know, I think back... Uh, back in the summer, was it? Yeah, before that, the summer. Um, before the summer, that our next location is going to be Bowmanville. So do I have any people here from C4 Bowmanville? Yeah. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about, about Bowmanville. We're so excited. This side of the room is excited. This side of the room doesn't care about C4 Bowmanville. So that, that's okay. So here's some of the things that we've been doing over the summer and through the fall uh, that, are, that are just, you know, really helping us to move ahead. Uh, we have hired Matt Crisp as our C4 site pastor. Yeah. Let's hear from for Matt Crisp, yeah. You know what? I couldn't be more thrilled uh, about Matt uh, being the site pastor at C- C4 Bowenville. If you don't know Matt yet, you're, you're missing out. You're just missing out. And, and if you're going to you know, go to C4 Bowmanville, you need to hang out with Matt. You need to you know buy him some coffee or just go hang out with him. But just to hear his story and to see his heart and his passion for the community of Bowmanville is so exciting. So we're so excited that Matt's giving overall leadership there. And then we've added a staff member part-time. We have hired uh, Jen Bagley is our uh, coordinator over there. Yeah. So... So, when when all of a sudden your phone rings, as mine is doing right now, um, as your phone rings, and that wasn't planned, uh, as your phone rings, and and it says Jen Bagley on the phone, just answer the call. Like, you need to take that call. Now, you'll end up volunteering somewhere, but that's a good thing. That's a really good thing, because you need to. to volunteer. She is a machine. In fact, my notes say, and I was given this, that she's killing it. She's killing it. I understand that to be a good thing. It's a good okay? thing. It's a good thing, right? It's, thing. it's what the kids say now, right? It's okay, okay yep. so Jen Bagley is killing it in Bowmanville. What a great headline. What a great headline. Okay, so you need to get connected the in there. That's really good. Yeah, and then also, uh, just as of this week, we have secured some office space, uh, Main Street in Bowmanville, and so we're gonna have a presence there, you know, so that the community can see that we're there. Uh, because we're gonna be meeting in the high school, uh, we needed to have a permanent presence there. We need to have some office space where, you know, Matt can hang out and where we can do some midweek meetings and, and connect times together. And so that's happening, and so we're really excited about that. We've placed our order to Portable Church. We use Portable Church to, uh, to launch in, in all of the uh, sites that we're launching, and they do a fantastic job for us. But we've ordered, and uh, the product, all, everything is going to be delivered January the 11th. Mm. Like, it's so close. You know, it's getting, you know, so close now. You know, we can almost taste it. It's, it's getting good, and, and we're getting excited about that. And so training is going to start on January 13th for all of the Bowmanville people. And then we have started training. Uh, one of the things that is so good with having Port Perry and all our friends up in Port Perry at that site is that we can do some cross-training. So Pastor Matt has been taking some people up and learning how to do setup and seeing how they do it up in Port Perry so that they are sort of pre-trained so we can really hit the ground running. And so that's exciting as we see that happen. Right now, we anticipate that there are about 130 adults right now, here, that come to Ajax, that have said, we're going to go to Bowmanville. Now, when you add the number of children that all those people have, because the Bowmanville people seem to be fairly prolific, then you have about 200. <laughs> <laughs> you have about 200 people, then, that are, that are going to go to uh, C4 Bowmanville. But that, I mean, I think that that's awesome. Like, starting it off, like, that is more than, the, than, than about 95% of all the churches in North America have right. in attendance. And so day one, we anticipate that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be more than 200 people attending. But here's what I want to say to you. Mm. If, you if you're sitting on the fence, <laughs> if you're sitting and you're going, hey, listen, I, I live out in sort of the east area of, 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 of Durham, you right. know, if you're sort of beyond Oshawa towards the east, and you're kind of like playing this little game where you're like, wait, hey, let's wait and see how it kind of turns out. Yeah. Get off the fence, would you? Please, get off the fence. Bowmanville is going to be awesome. In every way, it's going to be awesome. We have a great leadership team. We are committed to it. It's the same worship leaders and band that's going to be there as they rotate. And you're going to see John on a big screen. He looks way better on a big screen than he does on the stage. Way better. better. Say amen. amen. (laughs) Thank you. That was was kind of a mediocre clap. So I really Mm -hmm. want you to... You know, we need to know that you're all in. In all seriousness, we need to hear from you. Please, would you contact uh, Pastor Matt? Would you send, you know, uh, mcrisp at c4church.com? Would you send him a note and say, you know what, Matt? I haven't gotten on the list so far, but you know what? I need to be all in. I need to support you and the ministry that's going on there, and I'm all in. You know what? I'm going to give up some of my comfort. I'm going to give up some of my own ease, and I'm going to be a pioneer and a pilgrim, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to step out in faith along with you, so you can count on me. Would some of you please do that? We really need you to do that. But John, there's something unique uh, about C4 Bowmanville. Why don't you, why don't you tell people? Yeah. So we're really
1: excited to announce uh, today this time of the service because we made a strategic decision that's different than we've ever done before. The service is actually gonna be in the afternoon evening at five o'clock. And here's why we've made this decision. There, there's a multiple reasons. Number one, as we look at people who need to come to church, not those who have met Jesus, yes. but those who actually are connect, not connected to Jesus, we realize uh, that the demographic and the target audience tends to be incredibly busy on Sunday mornings and so we are going to make a decision to actually target that community later in the afternoon here's the other thing too Uh, across our church we've been giving getting all sorts of feedback many many of you are shift workers and actually lots of you are watching online and you haven't been to church in actually weeks one guy came and said I haven't been like in 15 weeks because I work every Sunday morning and so the good news is in a multi-site model not only are we going to provide opportunity for those who don't know Jesus for a better accessible time. For all of you who are shift workers who actually cannot make it regularly on Sunday morning, this is now your opportunity. We're suburbanites. We can drive 20 minutes. This is normal for us. And so if you can't make it on a Sunday morning here or up in Port Perry, you can now actually go to Bowmanville and have the exact experience and still remain in community. Also, we realize all sorts of you are parents and grandparents. And Sunday morning is difficult with Sunday morning sports. And it's been a tension for you for years. Well, we've just resolved your problem. If you can't go in the morning, you get to go in the evening. And if, 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 by the way, if you still have an excuse after that, go to Jesus. I can't help you anymore. So, so we're just really excited about this because yeah. this is giving opportunity for seekers, for skeptics, for people who are working, and for people who struggle on Sunday morning with sports and other activities. And the last thing is cottage. You know, yeah. we thought about the summer, and lots and lots of you are going to be traveling back from your cottage <laughs> directly towards, and so you can stop in the middle of terrible traffic get off at Boneville and go to church. See, we're thinking about you. We love you. (laughs) Lots of love for all the cottage people. No, for real, like when you're coming, you go to church, you get off at five, you'll get to celebrate, you'll get to give, you'll be part of community and you don't miss the rhythm of the summer.
0: Yeah, and so, uh, John, why don't you talk a little bit to, uh, you know, this year, the, the, the Christmas fund, because there's there's a real tie-in to what's going on in Bowman. Yeah, so
1: we're really excited to talk about this today. We're, we're launching the Christmas fund today, and we've done this traditionally for years, but the Christmas fund is going to go to three things. Every single year at Christmas, above and beyond our normal giving, we need to state that, above yeah. and beyond our normal giving. <laughs> Correct. Uh, first of all, we give to something called the Care Fund. The Care Fund is this thing, we do it every once in a while, also in our services. It is money that directly goes Goes to benevolence the basic needs of people in our congregation so they can't afford counseling they need some money to get through a difficult time and, and, and so we use this regularly to help our community so that goes immediately first $10,000 always goes to that then we believe that we need to bless our partners at Christmas so we always have these global and local partners we always pray for them in our services and this year we with we've consulted Pastor Ange, and we're really excited that we're going to be blessing the pregnancy Help Center this year uh, and, and uh, which is great. We can give them a hand. Uh, we're so glad for what they do. And, and the tie in for us this year is they're also launching a new office in. Bowmanville Bowmanville. and so we're going to be going there they're going to be going there and we get to bless them so every year we fill up our care fund every year we bless a partner locally or globally but then today this is the next moment this is when everyone needs to really focus in we're launching a new thing today called the vision fund and this has never existed uh, ever in our church right and so Dave you want to tell us what it is and what it's not
0: sure Uh, well the vision fund is going to be a new ongoing fund that is going to exist you know into perpetuity uh, (laughs) moving forward And really the vision fund is a necessity for us because we're finding that we do more and more things that are related to vision that are big in nature and many of them have to do with capital uh, expenditures. We, we need to go and buy things to launch a site. We need to go and renovate an entire children's ministries wing. There, there's all kinds of things that we do. And so as we went through the capital campaign to make the renovations down here in Ajax, you know, we, we just saw the need to continue that kind of thing. And so that's what, the, um, that's what the Vision Fund is going to be. The Vision Fund will succeed the capital campaign. Now, I know some of you are still in the middle of the capital campaign. Uh, Jen and I are still in the middle. We have one more installment to fulfill our pledge towards the capital campaign. And so uh, we want you to fulfill your pledges to the capital campaign. Make sure that you finish that well. But then after that, we are going to be, uh, starting even today, we're going to launch the Vision Fund. And the Vision Fund will be something that we can give to on an ongoing basis so that C4 always has resources in hand to take advantage of opportunities, strategic opportunities that God would bring our way through prompting and through good planning. Mm -hmm. And so we really, you know, we don't want to always be behind on this stuff. We actually want to be ahead of it. And so the Vision Fund is part of the answer towards that. And so we're going to be doing that. So the Vision Fund, you can uh, do a one-time donation to the Vision Fund, or you can do, you know, uh, make a pledge to the Vision Fund, or you can do reoccurring gifts to the Vision Fund. But you see, on Sunday, January the 28th, we're going to launch C4 Bowmanville. Right. And it costs $225,000 for equipment alone to launch the site. And that's being delivered on January the 11th, okay? And so, you know, we, we need to be ahead of that. We, we need to have those funds in place to do that. And so we're going to use the Vision Fund, the first part of the vision fund is going to be to help us launch C4 Bowmanville. And so um, we want to help you understand how on earth we can kind of do that as an entire congregation. There's some creative ways, there's some, some ways of thinking, because when you hear a number like 225000 just for the Bowmanville piece, and then when you add on the Care Fund and the Pregnancy Help Center, we're saying that our goal this year for the, uh, for the fund, for the Christmas offering, is $250,000, or another way of saying that is a quarter of a million dollars. Sounds bigger that way. <laughs> so how on earth do we do that? How can we do that? And if you're starting to kind of shrink a little bit aside and go, oh, man, there's no way I could participate in something like that. We want to help you see yourself participating in that. And so, guys, if you could just put up the next slide, and John and I are going to talk about this. And we're going to start at the bottom. So, John, why don't you kick off the first one? No problem. You see what's going on here? Do you see what's happening? Yeah,
1: I... No, we, we wanted to do this creatively because this is so critical. This is now our new normal at C4. Yeah. And I just want to stop before we do this. Thank you for your generosity so far. Yes. Just to encourage you, like we have our largest budget in history yep. and we're meeting it right now, just through your general giving. We need to celebrate yep. God, by the way, for that. Yep. So that's uh, just amazing. But we, we want everyone everyone in this room, young adults, teenagers, adults, we want you to find yourself on this chart. So I'm going to start with a Starbucks. If you could give up one Starbucks a week, it's going to be hard for me, I know. If I could give up one Starbucks a week, that's actually, and that's 50 families or 50 people that could do that, right? That's yeah. going to actually produce what we need uh, to start this thing. And that many, many of us could easily uh, do that. It's, it's yeah. a coffee. And what we're doing is, like Dave said, either it's a one-time gift or something you do over the year towards this. Right. But every one of us, well, not every one of us, for we who drink at Starbucks, right. we could give up one Starbucks a week to give life to Bowmanville and Beyond. Now, yeah. I don't drink, drink this, but you do, so you can speak to that.
0: So, for the rest of us, festivus, for the rest of us. So sorry. For, yeah, for us down-to-earth, practical people, um, Tim Hortons. Unrefined. <laughs> can someone turn his mic off? No. Um, so, um <laughs> great. again, you know, Tim Hortons. You know, if 25 people could give up, you know, a Timmy's okay. a day, right. we can start adding some significant money to this thing. That's $30,000. That's an additional $30,000 if right. we could get 25 people to do that over one year, just for a year. You can, you can go back after the year. If you're, like, if you're going through withdrawal and the counseling's not working, just go back. <laughs> go back afterwards. But we wanted you to, like, everyone can do this. Right. Everybody can do this if you buy a Tim Hortons, or if you buy a Starbucks, we want you to see yourself in the story. We want you to see that we're trying to make the barriers of entry so low to this that you can participate. Now, of course, as we go up the chart, we, we're, kind of, we're upping the game a little bit more, and, and you know, we're starting to maybe ruffle a little, some feathers a little bit more, but we're going to tell you why we're doing that in a second. W- would some of you then consider maybe postponing or giving up a family vacation? You say, like, Dave, Dave, that's a big ask. Yeah, yeah, I know. I understand. But this is for the kingdom of God. We're asking this. We're not asking this selfishly. We're asking this so that more and more people can come to meet Jesus. But, but if, if 20 families could give up uh, or postpone a family vacation, we could add another $80,000 to this fund, to the vision fund. What an enormous impact that would make, you know, in our church if people could do that. Uh, some of you are considering, you know, it's coming towards Christmas and you're seeing all the great ads on TV and you're saying, man, I, even I would look good in that new SUV. Right. Could we ask you to maybe rethink that or even just postpone it a little bit because you're really not that good looking. Maybe you should lose some weight and then <laughs> next year get in the SUV. You know what I'm saying? Could somebody but turn even if you could off. postpone yeah. it for a year, even if you could postpone it for yeah. a year yeah. and take what you were willing to pay and right. donate it, to this vision fund, it would have an enormous impact. And we're saying, if there were eight people who could do that, that it would add like $60,000 towards this vision fund if you could do that and, and so again
1: we're just giving these as examples uh, yeah. so you sort of get the flavor and I know it's not about equal amounts right. it's about equal sacrifice because yeah. we realize everyone's financially in a thousand different places but right. all of us can give up a coffee yes. and then go up now the last uh, four which is again to four individuals in our church and remember there's 2700 people across this church we're asking four families or four individuals to make a quite a large sacrifice we'd like three to give $15,000 and one to give up 25000 And by the way, that's a fishing boat, not a yacht. It's just a a basic (laughs) boat. But here's the question. When you start asking for numbers like that, uh, it gets real close to home. Some people are like, I'm out. I could never even imagine doing this. Others of us are sitting here going, yeah, maybe I could do that. Uh, What's the biblical connection to this?
0: Yeah, you know, I love, John, uh, in the book of Acts. One of the things that that grips me uh, about the book of Acts is that the early church, it said that people you know, sold homes and land, and they came, and they gave the money at the apostles' feet. And we get one as an example. Barnabas. You know, we get Barnabas as an example. In fact, his name was Joseph, and the, the, the congregation was so encouraged, they changed, changed his name to Son of Encouragement. But we see this as a pattern, as a norm in the book of Acts. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, look, we're that kind of church. We believe we're that kind of church. We see God moving among us. Like, there's no doubt about that, and as God moves more and more, we believe that God is going to call some of you, invite some of you in your own discipleship journey to step up, you know, even more. And so we want to put a resource in your hands today to help you with this, and so you won't forget it. And so, ushers, uh, you have something that you're going to distribute, and so we're going to invite the ushers right now. Come on forward and distribute uh, these booklets. Everyone's going to get a booklet, please. Uh, We would invite you to take one of these booklets. Ushers, yep, faster than that. Please. Come on, you can walk quicker than that. I've seen you go into the Tim Hortons line. So let's 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 get these out into everyone's hands in less than fifteen minutes. Okay, great. And let's welcome back the choir while we're while we're waiting (laughs) here for a second. Great. Right. Just finishing off on the back, and when you get the booklet, if you wouldn't mind opening to pages six and seven, you can read the whole thing when you get home, but if you could just open it to pages six and seven for a moment. So this little booklet explains everything that you need to know about the Christmas offering, including the Vision Fund that John and I have just been talking to you about. And so you can read that through at your leisure when you get home. But on page six, I really want to draw attention to the ways to give. There are a number of ways to give. And in your booklet, you will have found a card and then also an envelope. If you want to make a one-time donation, if you are saying, "Hey, listen, this reoccurring type of thing, I'm not really good at that, but you know, I, I get it. There, there's there's something that I could do. Even as we approach the end of the year, I want to do a makeup offering, or or you know, uh, timing is just perfect. I just sold a boat, and I would love to just put a check in for that, or a then, snowmobile, or a or a what, a snowmobile, a for snowmobile, those in or theory, an yeah. ATV or something along yeah. that lines. Um, then you can just go ahead and put that check or the or the cash right in this, and you can seal it up and put your information." Information on that and so you can use this envelope for one-time donations. For many of you, if you're like me, if you're like Jen and I, then then this card is going to be sort of more in line with you. There is an option A on one side and an option B on the other. Let me just quickly explain those. Option A is a recurring gift processing card. And what it's basically saying is you can fill out the information there and you can respond after you've prayerfully considered it and said, look, here's what Jen and I are going to do on a, on a monthly basis or on a biweekly basis. And here's something we're going to prayerfully commit to and sacrifice towards, and so uh, we can't do a big check right now, but on a monthly basis as I give up that Timmy's, we're gonna, you can count on us to do this. You can fill that out, and you can put all of your information there, and you can put it in the envelope. For some of you, uh, you also, uh, you want to just make a pledge. You're like, hey, listen, I'm not ready to start yet, but, you know, I'm going to really think this through. We're going to prayerfully consider this, and we're going to take some steps in the future towards something. So I'm going to actually make a pledge so you know you can actually count on us, Dave. So we'll do the pledge right now because we're not able to start right now. That's the option B on the pledge side, and we would like you to fill that out and put it in. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to invite everyone to take these home. We want you to think about it. If you need to re-watch this particular uh, talk, then you can re-watch it again. But then we want you to pray. <laughs> Always we want you to pray. If you're a single person, you pray about it. Maybe you pray about it in your connect group or with some of your friends. If you're married, then we would invite you uh, with your spouse. If you're a, a family, then talk about it and pray about it as a family. And, and go on this faith journey together before God and see what it is that God would have you to do. And then on December 17th, on that particular Sunday, we're going to collect these envelopes with these cards in them and with, with checks in them, with cash in them. Now, if you want to drop it off before then because you're going to be traveling, by all means, just make sure it's in this particular envelope so we know it gets to the Christmas offering. But that's what we're going to do, and we're going to invite all of you to do that. And we were looking for everyone to participate. Here in Ajax, up in Port Perry, we want you to participate. And let's see what God does among us as each one of us plays our own particular part. As Pastor John said, it's not about equal amounts. Right. It's about equal sacrifice. And if we can all sacrifice some here, I believe that God will do something amazing among us. And wouldn't it be great to launch Bowmanville with everything paid for completely? That would be so encouraging and it would be, we'd be off to such a great start. And so let's play a role in that together. But John... Again, we're talking about finances, but can you just help people... Just let's keep the main thing, the main thing here.
1: Yeah, could everyone stand? Would you mind doing that right now? All of you, all up in poor Perry. And just remember, the reason why we started with all the stories of what God is doing is because really this is all about people meeting Jesus, finding Jesus, rediscovering Jesus, and being changed by Jesus. And so we just want to encourage you to be profoundly sacrificial because every time we give, the kingdom grows and more people actually are changed. This is part of our personal discipleship over the next 12 months, Also, seeing God do amazing things. People are getting saved in this church. People are getting baptized in this church. People are coming back to Jesus in this church. And we're having actually a voice in the city. We're having a voice in the global church and the Canadian church. And we want to steward that well. So, could we all just take a moment to pray together? Lord, thank you for what you have done in the last three months, from alpha to youth to children, and the list goes on and on stories and worship. And we're asking for more. We're asking you to keep doing more and more than we can ask or imagine. We're also also praying, Lord, for Bowmanville. All of us together are now praying eight weeks out. Lord, would many, many people meet Jesus in Bowmanville and in Newcastle and in Curtis and beyond. Can we all say amen to that, by the way? Uh, Lord, would you pour out your Holy Spirit as you do that? And would you meet us in this Christmas season? And now, Holy Spirit, lead us. What are we called to give? And I pray that you do above and beyond what we've asked for and we can imagine. So come, Holy Spirit, continue to do your great work among us and honor the congregation, Jesus, for it's already generous spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Let's celebrate uh, together today.
0: Thanks for joining us. To connect to the ministries of C4, visit c4church.com.